Good morning. So last week I started by saying I was a bit of an expert on the whole Nazareth to Bethlehem journey. Um, that was sarcasm. I, I trust you picked up on that. Uh, but I did go to Bethlehem and I stayed there for about a week and I lived in a college dorm. I was working on a book and, um, and I had somebody that had been assigned to sort of keep their eye on me. And it was a young guy and he took me everywhere for the first three or four days. And finally I said to him one day, I go, look, you know, you just got to go home. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to be studying. I'll walk across the street to that restaurant. You've taken me to a couple of times. I'll get dinner there. I'm good. Go home and see your family. And uh, he says, oh, that'd be wonderful. And I said, I just, I just have one question. He said, uh, I, I just want to know, um, is it safe for me to go on a run? And he said, uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm very nervous about that. And I said, really? And he goes, I, I'm not a doctor. You would have to talk to a doctor about whether it's safe to go on a run. I go, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm a runner. I run all the time. Is it safe for me to go on a run here? I would leave the campus and I would head out. I'm on the West Bank. But I would be running through town. I said, I want to know if it's safe. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be running on the roads. And he says, no, 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 no. You cannot run on the roads. <clears throat> there are cars on the roads. You cannot run on the roads. And I said, oh, yeah, no, no. I don't mean that. <laughs> I, I, I know to stay out of the way of the cars. I'm going to leave the campus. I said, I want to know, is it safe for me, especially as an American, to be running uh, on the West Bank? And he goes, oh, that's right. You're an American. You're from Chicago. He goes, you're relax, you're in the West Bank, it's safe. This isn't like Chicago, nothing is gonna happen to you. So, um, wow, that's Bethlehem. Might not be your image of Bethlehem, uh, and it has grown up a, a lot. The, I, usually, I will run from Bethlehem to, to Jerusalem. That would have been a much bigger trip before Jerusalem dramatically grew and Bethlehem grew, but anyway. Uh, that's Bethlehem. The fact that we're now talking about Bethlehem, the fact that we're now reading in Luke chapter 2, means we're coming to the end of the story because uh, Bethlehem is where this all takes place. Remember, the, the, this, the story, the, this, les this Lessons in Carol's Experience is nine lessons that lead us from creation up to the birth of Christ. So you want the life of Christ, you want the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, all of that. You, you got to keep, keep showing up. We don't cover that in Lessons and Carols. So we now come towards the end, and that means, among other things, the music is happier. And today we get to Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is a, um, a very prominent, uh, very well-known Christmas carol that was written by Charles Wesley. So Wesley was the brother of John Wesley, the two Wesley brothers. Uh, they were back, they remember they were part of the Oxford holiness movement uh, along with George Whitfield and others. And they were Anglicans and they had been studying and praying and fasting and they'd been diligent all through their college years in order to grow as close to God as they could. John was sort of the organizer. And uh, then John uh, is gonna graduate and he comes to uh, the colonies. So this is pre, this is um, this is uh, 17th century. So he comes to the colonies, and he goes to Georgia, and he serves as a pastor in Georgia. And it goes horribly wrong. Everything goes wrong. 
And on the way back, he, he's getting on the, the ship, the boat to head back. He meets with some Moravians and he will come to the, to the conclusion he's not yet a Christian. And he'll be back in uh, England and that's where he'll have the famous, uh, his heart is strangely warmed when he goes to this meeting and they're reading out of the, uh, out of the introduction of Martin Luther's uh, biography or Martin Luther's commentary on Romans. Luther famously had been a pastor, had been a, had been a priest, he'd been a monk, he'd been a seminary professor when he realized he wasn't a Christian. Lots and lots of people get this thing wrong. Lots and lots of people think it's all a big religious morality kind of exercise. They don't understand that it is about receiving Jesus. We don't reach up, God reaches down, we receive, we are born again. So that's, that's Charles Wesley. He's going to come to faith after his brother John does, and then they will eventually, while remaining Anglicans, they actually start the Methodist church, and it's because of their method that they follow. Uh, but John will be the preacher and the organizer. Charles is the, uh, the black sheep of the family, and I say that because you weren't supposed to sing hymns. Oliver Cromwell in the 17th century in Britain got Christmas hymns outlawed. Parliament passed a law against Christmas hymns. In the colonies, if you sang uh, hymns, you were fined. Christmas songs, you were fined. And they, they, wanted, they wanted the singing not to be words that people made up. They wanted them to be out of the Psalms. So Wesley writes 6,000 hymns. He is, again, he's the, he's the guy on the other side of the law here. He writes, among other things, um, uh, Christ the Lord is risen today, and can it be? Uh, hark the herald angels sing. So hark the herald angels sing is, a, is an announcement. It is a big, uh, happy explanation of the gospel, especially when it includes verse four, which we are going to sing uh, today. So for 100 years, though, the song... <laughs> The, the, the lyrics were, were not initially, they were, it was part of a collection of Christmas poetry that Wesley wrote. And then he put the words to music that was very somber. And that's what he wanted. He wanted this to be a somber song. And then uh, about 100 years later, there's this guy that comes along and, and he, he takes some music from a, a non-Christian composer who did not want his music to be used in Christian music. And he puts it with Wesley's words. Wesley wants his words, his song to be somber. Uh, but both of these guys are dead at the time. And so you get this upbeat, sort of glorious music, this celebratory music, uh, along with Wesley's, with Wesley's words. And that's what we sing today. Hark, the herald angels sing. Hark, you know what that word means. I wouldn't recommend that you actually use the word. It would be, um, it'd be pretty odd today. But... It is the angels <clears throat> attempting to get the attention of the shepherds. So this is uh, all, again, Luke chapter 2, that tells us that the angels came to make the announcement to the shepherds who were out in their field at night. So this is not the night shift of the shepherds, by the way. Shepherds had no union. They, were, they just had really, really long hours. Uh, it was a bad job. But uh, they're out there, and the angels appeal to the shepherds and tell them what has gone on. Um, by the way, Wesley, in his, in his poem, initially said, Hark, 
uh, how all the Welkin rings. Welkin apparently is this archaic term for the realm of the angels. And uh, George Whitfield, uh, who's his friend, <laughs> changed it. Uh, you can imagine him sort of, Whitfield is the more popular guy and you can imagine him saying, oh my goodness, I leave you alone for five minutes. Who knows what the word welcome means? Um, none of us, but. Um, so, hark how the herald, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. So the angels are rejoicing, and, and we're told in 1 Peter that they marvel, and they wanna, they wanna think longer about the mystery of the birth of Christ and the gospel itself. Think of all they've seen, and yet they are, they are amazed at uh, the incarnation, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. So this is Wesley's attempt to pull together Luke chapter two and talk about the gospel. We are reconciled with God through the life, the death uh, of Jesus Christ. That we are, we are adopted into the family of God, we are forgiven, we are born again. It's not about being as holy as the Wesley brothers were when they were at the Holiness Club at Oxford. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph uh, of the skies where the angels are singing. With angelic hosts proclaim Christ, the Messiah, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Then we go to, again, there's four verses we're gonna sing. We go to verse two. Here we shift from an overview of what is happening to sort of a, a little bit of a deeper dive into the deeper truths about the identity of Christ. Christ by highest heaven adored. It's not just the angels that are adoring heaven or Jesus. It is God the Father as well. Christ the everlasting Lord. And when Lord is spelled the way it's spelled here, capital L, little o, little r, little d, that is a title, uh, means master. When, when Lord is spelled capital L and then uh, capital O, although smaller case, <laughs> capital O, capital R, capital D, smaller case, it doesn't look like it's all in you know, capitals, but when it's capital O, R, and D, that is the, that is a, 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 uh, the word Yahweh. That's the name of God. So here, he's talking about the fact that, that uh, Jesus is master. He is to be our Lord. He is to be our boss. He is to be, he is to be the one that is uh, telling us how to live. Late in time, behold him come. So, hey, this is, uh, this is a long time that they have been waiting, right? All the lessons that have happened, all the, this, the Old Testament just dragging on and on, people waiting. When is the Messiah gonna be born? When is he gonna be born? Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. By the way, I reposted, as I do now almost every year, my, uh, my sermon on the virgin birth. I'm trying to help you understand this is not like, oh my goodness, uh, they're embarrassed about sex and so they're suggesting that uh, Mary was a virgin. No, it, th that's not it. You're completely missing what's going on. The, the idea of a virgin conception is because Jesus is eternal. His, his life did not begin at conception like ours did. He was fully God at the beginning. There was never a moment before Jesus was fully God with God the Father and the, and the Spirit. 
And so, so uh, the incarnation, his, his coming into the earth, the incarnation is when he is setting aside somehow in this, this cosmic act of humiliation while remaining fully God, he becomes fully man, he empties himself, that's the Philippians 2 passage, and he becomes one of us. And so it's a very different process. And to see all the, the way Scripture develops this idea of the virgin conception, you owe it to yourself to look at that. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. So uh, glorify, praise, exalt God in the flesh has shown up. The incarnation has happened. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, Jesus with us. And then um, verse three, here we get a focus on the gospel. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lay his glory by, born that man no more may die. So, he became one of us. He laid aside his glory. This is the whole Philippians chapter 2, uh, kenosis passage. So he, he humbles himself and becomes one of us while remaining fully God. He becomes fully man. He does it <clears throat> in order to die in our place. And so he is going to rise again and defeat death. And in 1 Corinthians 15, we're told not only does he defeat death, but one day he will destroy death. Um, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth, okay? This is, again, Christianity is not this I do, it's this he did. He dies in our place so that we can be born again. You have a sin problem, I have a sin problem. There's two ways that this is gonna end. Either we are going to hold on to our sin and be separated from God, or we give our sin to Jesus and we are reconciled to God. So those are the two options. Um, we need to be rescued. Religion is not get a better life coach, try harder, do a lot of religious things and God will love you. Um, that is religion, that is not Christianity. What we get is not a life coach, what we get is a savior. So the angels are saying to the, to the shepherds, here is your rescuer. Here's your savior, and he's going to do that. He's gonna accomplish salvation by dying. And then we get to verse four, which is not generally sung. We're gonna sing it uh, here today. Um, come, desire of nations, come. You might remember, uh, we saw this in the, in the uh, earlier uh, Christmas hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This is out of Haggai uh, chapter two. So, the, or excuse me, out of Malachi chapter three, this is a reference to uh, Jesus. He is the desire of nations. Not every nation knows that, but he is the desire of nations. Fix in us thy humble home. So come live in our heart. You know, God, please come live in my heart. Rise the woman's conquering seed and bruise in us the serpent's head. So this is, this goes all the way back to lesson two again. So this is the, this is a reference to the Proto-Evangelion, the first statement of the gospel. And we are told that uh, the, the, in, in the context of the curse, God says, 
that the offspring of woman, and the word that he uses there for offspring is spermatose, which is, okay, women don't have sperm, women have eggs, they don't have sperm, and so this is a, the first sort of allusion to the virgin birth, and it said that uh, Satan is gonna strike the, the offspring's heel, but, but that, that, that the offspring will crush Satan's head. And so here you have that language being used. Rise, the woman's conquering seed and bruising us, thy serpent's head. Um, so rich stuff going on here. Now display thy saving power. Ruined nature, now restore. Redeem us, restore us, right? Fix our broken hearts. Now in mystic union join, thine to ours and ours to thine. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. I invite you now to stand as we sing, hark the herald angels sing.